Would you turn your Bible to John chapter 1 and Isaiah chapter 40, two passages of Scripture, John chapter 1 and Isaiah chapter 40. Listen to this, beginning in verse 6, John 1, 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And in Isaiah 40, <clears throat> the passage that Brother Daniel Sexton read a little while ago, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem. Cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received at the Lord's hand double for all her sin. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. For every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked shall be made straight and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And the voice said, cry. He said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass. All the goodness thereof is as the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Forty-one years ago, on a Sunday night in the old building, I had been here about a week. I preached this sermon. The question is, who are you? They asked John that. And John said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. I am not the light. Don't put your trust in me or your confidence in man. Look to him. The arm of flesh will fail you. He never fails. Earthly friends may prove untrue. Doubts and fears assail. One still loves and cares for you, and he will not fail. Jesus never fails. Well, who are you? Preacher, who are you? Congregation, who are you? Let's think for a moment or two of these five thoughts. Number one, I'm the voice of one sent. The voice of one sent. In John chapter 1, verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Beloved, we need to be aware that we are sent ones. If you've been saved by the power of the Holy Spirit, if the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed you from all sin, then you're under the banner and the mandate of one that is sent. Jesus said, as the Father hath sent me, so send I you. To do what? Go into all the world 
and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We are sent ones. I am a sent one. I don't have much, I don't have very much time this morning, but I would like to just mention when the Glendale Church first called me, I was working in a church in Lansing, Michigan. We were having a great time. We had uh, met in a CIO Union Hall for 14 months. Every Sunday morning went in and mopped up the beer and uh, used spray to get rid of all the odors. And then we had worship there. And while we were doing that, we were building a building out at South Pennsylvania in Lincoln. We erected a beautiful building for the Lord. And we were right in the middle of all that. And this church asked me to come. I said, no, I, I can't do it. But we had some persistent men. They met in a business meeting on Wednesday night. And after I got home, because there's an hour difference, when I got home from church that night, there was a long distance call. And Sam Todd and Herb Cobb and some others were on the line. They said, our church is still in business session and we want you to reconsider. I got on my knees by my bed with that telephone in my hand. I asked God what to do. And in a little while, God said, I'm gonna send you there. The first six months I was here, I was on my knees every night saying, Lord, I'm insufficient, inadequate for this work. But God said, I've sent you. Amen. And so, friend, without apology, through the years I've tried to preach what the Word of God says. Some haven't liked it and they've gone to other churches. Some haven't liked the biblical standards and they go out somewhere where they don't hear anything about it. But I, I commend you for staying and I want to say, we are sent ones. We're not sent to be jolly good fellows. We're not sent to be good old boys. We're sent to be the Word of God incarnate as Christ comes into our heart and we live His life in us. We are sent with the voice of one sent. Secondly, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Our world is a wilderness. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it is not God's will for us to see how close to the world we can live and still go to heaven. God wants us to live close to his heart and serve him and love him and live for him and honor him in everything we do. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, repent. Repent of sin. The doctrine of repentance is for the lost and the saved. Sometimes we just make it for the lost. And we say, you lost souls, you ought to repent. Well, that's true. But how about you saved saints? When you let some sin get in your life, when you lose your hunger for things spiritual, when you'd rather go see a friend than go to the revival meeting, when you'd rather watch television or go somewhere shopping instead of going to God's house, something has happened in you and you don't even know it. And I've a voice crying in the wilderness, repent, God's people. Turn back to him. In Isaiah chapter one, the prophet diagnoses what was wrong with Israel. 
Let me look at a little bit of that. Turn your Bible to Isaiah chapter 1 and look at it. The vision of, Amos, of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. Let that stick in your crawl a minute. I have nourished and brought up children, children of God, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, the ass his master's crib, but Israel doth not know, my people doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Now here's the way people go away backward. Some people just turn and go away. I've talked to people who, let me have this mic a moment. I've talked to people and they will uh, say, no, I'm not interested. They just turn and go away. Now some people do that. Some of you may have done that. But the way most Christians do it, here's the Lord out here and here's the Bible out here. And they say, amen, amen, I like that. That's wonderful, boy, I like that. And what are they doing? They're going away backward. And after a while, they're so far away, they don't even know their way. And ladies and gentlemen, that describes many of God's people. It may describe somebody here today. You find it easier to uh, enjoy friendship with people that don't care anything about God. They don't go to church, and boy, you like to be with them. There's something wrong. One of the best friends I ever had in this city, I won't mention his name, but he was an undertaker. Every time we had a funeral together, I talked to him about Jesus. We grew close. At that time, he was agnostic, didn't believe in anything about the resurrection. He handled bodies all the time, dead bodies over and over and over again. Didn't think they were, there was anything beyond that. But I went with him over and over, had a lot of funerals there. Every time we talked about Jesus. I could have talked about the weather or who won, what's, what's his game. And, you know, they tell you, preacher, learn all the latest scores so you can keep everybody interested. And you know all about the baseball and the football and the golf and all the other stuff. I don't know anything about any of that. I know about Jesus. Amen. And I talked to him about Jesus. One day he gave his heart to Christ. I count him as one of my dearest friends. We never golf together. We never fish together. We never do anything together except talk about Jesus. Amen. You say, well, you're a fanatic. I am. Amen. I don't mind telling you that. Amen. But I want to tell you, when you go the other direction and you get on the other person's turf and you're not there to try to win them to Christ, something's wrong. Amen. I talked to our Sunday school class this morning about going to liquor joints to eat. I've been in almost every liquor joint in this city. Almost every saloon, but I didn't eat a bite. I didn't drink a Coke. I went to give him a track or an invitation to church or to talk to him about Jesus. Nothing wrong with that. But when you go in on their turf and you sit there, we had a group of our group, our church went to one of these restaurants one day that calls itself a restaurant for a liquor joint. And they went in and sat down, and they didn't know that some of the people with them had no convictions, and those people ordered wine and a little whiskey. And some of our people said, I felt so uncomfortable sitting at the table with those others drinking liquor. I said to them, you didn't have to go to that place. 
You don't like me for that, do you? I love you anyway. Thank you. I wish everyone here would declare war on going to those kind of places. Repent, young people. Repent, older people. Turn away from that kind of doing. God will bless you if you'll do it. I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. How about when your heart gets so droopy spiritually that you have no desire for the real things of God? We've had a revival meeting going on at Riverside. Thank God for many who came. Some couldn't come because of their physical disabilities. Mr. and Ms. Morris were there twice. They're 90 years old. Thank God for you. Others didn't come because they couldn't hear the right preacher. Others couldn't come because they had other problems and other things going on. Most of our young people were there. Some didn't come at all. Now, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying, where's your hunger? Where's your thirst? When you lose your hunger for spiritual things, there needs to be a repentance, a spirit of repentance. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Folks, if you're here today and you're not saved, you've never given your heart to Christ. You've heard the claims of the gospel. You know all about it. You've heard Jesus even speak to your heart. There have been times when you almost were persuaded to become a Christian and then you stopped short and you said, no, I'm not ready today. Beloved, get ready quickly. Amen. Jesus may come today Amen. or death may come to your house. Turn to the Lord while there's still time. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. I only have time for one more thought. The voice of one crying in the wilderness that says come. 1900 times the word come is used in the Bible as an invitation. Come, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give He that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. You come with your sins and your sorrow and your heartache and your hurts and your hurt feelings and all the pride and everything else in your life. You just come. And he'll meet you more than halfway. You remember the story of the prodigal son? He went away, wasted his living in riotous living, and, and then he came to himself in a hog pen. And he said, why, my servants, my father's servants have better to eat than I do. I'm going to rise and go home. And when he's a great way off, he saw his daddy. His daddy had come out on the way to meet him. Every day that father would come out and look. Maybe my son will come home today. Maybe my son will come home today. And the day that he came, his father was out on the hillside waiting. Amen. That's a picture of God. He's waiting for you. Don't wait too long. When your heart quits beating, it's too late. When the Lord Jesus comes the second time, it's too late. If you should get in an accident and your brain be affected, it would be too late. Today is the day. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father, we thank you that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Him. 
We pray that in these next moments, someone will turn away from self and sin and turn to Christ. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, please. What's the number? 250. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, and to know, thus saith the Lord. Will you come to Jesus today? You may say, well, I didn't plan to do that today. Doesn't matter. If God has spoken to your heart, you come. One day, years ago, I had witnessed to a man a long time, and it was in September, and I saw the man begin to move, and the devil said, he's going to go out the door. You scared him off. But instead of going out the door, he came down this aisle, and what a rejoicing it was in the kingdom of God that day. It'll be the same today if you'll step out of the aisle and come and say, I'm trusting Christ. Heaven or hell, sink or swim, live or die, I'm going to trust Christ. And there are believers here who need to recommit your life and ask God to give you that hunger that you had when you were first saved to be at the work all the time. God help you to do it. Let's sing, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus.